Today's guest is a serial networker and community manager. Her name is Rachel Fabian Edelman, and her philosophy is that more important than being a go-getter, it's important to be a go-giver. And with this philosophy, she's built her career where she's worked at City, she's worked at ThinkUp, and she is the founder of the Women's Lunch Club, all community-oriented companies and organizations. She talks about the most important thing in networking, tools and tips to get better and how to minimize the fear and anxiety that comes along with networking and the importance of being part of and managing a community. Welcome to the Art of Conversation. I'm Aaron Wogelinter. And I'm Chaim Simcha. Nowadays, we are constantly communicating and in conversation with everyone around us. We are two extroverts and conversation lovers exploring the depths of human connection, communication, and the soft skills needed on a daily basis. This is the Meta Conversation, a conversation about conversations. So tune in and join the conversation. We're here with Rachel Fabian Edelman, and she is a, what she calls herself, a self-dubbed serial networker. And... We want to understand that a lot. She's built communities. She's nurtured communities. That means she knows how to break the boundaries. She knows how to push people. She knows how to get people to move and to do what they need to do and what they want to do. And sometimes they're just inhibited to do. And she's able to bring people together. And that's why that's why we want to have you here. And that's what we want to discuss. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. And we're sitting in the studios here in Tel Aviv in Israel. And usually I'm the one who hosts the podcast. So it's really nice to be hosted uh, in my own studio here in Tel Aviv. So it's really a pleasure being here with you too. And I'm super excited. Thank you. How, how do you think communication has really boosted your career from when you started out till where you are now? I am such a big believer in communication. I think communication is key to everything in life. It's key to a healthy marriage. It's key to healthy friendship. It's also key for healthy businesses. And if you look at companies that are rotten within the companies or have not succeeded, you can see that communication was a key to everything that happened. Umay failed through that. So I've always been really sort of a geek in terms of communication and psychology with related to people and, and believing. And I'm also quite good at um, uh, communicating with people, holding a conversation and going back and forth. And m- my whole career has been with people, understanding people. And although I had many different positions and many different roles, um, I think that the key is definitely communication. Now, communication can be on different levels. You can be in the leadership communication, it can be in uh, network, it can be in building a community communication, it can be in many different aspects of communicating and obviously there's different ways to communicate. You're not gonna communicate the way I communicate with my, with my husband, I'm not gonna communicate on a professional level, right? Um, so communication is key. I think anyone who is in business, who is married, who is in a relationship, needs to learn basics of communications to have a healthier and better uh, business and relationship, which business is a relationship. <laughs> 100%. I love that. Interesting point on that topic. How has your communication changed since the beginning of your career? 
and I'll, I'll fine tune that because if you were in, like you, like you were saying before, you used to be the host and thank you for having us in your studio. This is amazing. <laughs> and all of you should look for the pictures because this is awesome. Um, in the beginning of your career, you have bosses who are like in a position of power and then you move up into a position where you have more power and then you're talking to other people who have less power. So it's different sides of the table. How has your communication changed over the span of your career? Okay, first of all, we all know that the older you get, the more experience, right? So experience definitely, definitely helps. And I will change the settings of, you know, being higher, lower. Um, my strongest belief and what I've learned from my grandfather is I treat everyone equally. It can be the garbage man. It can be the bus driver. It can be Jack Ma. I don't, it doesn't matter. Everyone's Love human. It. We're all, you know, going to end in the same place. Um, so it's very important. But of course, experience is definitely key. You learn more. You make many mistakes. You grow. You, you learn from other people. Experience is always going to help you. And I think that um, when you start, sometimes when you're so junior and so young, you sometimes exactly, you look at people of, oh, they're better than me. They're higher than me. I'm not as experienced as they are. And guess what? That shows when you walk into a room, when you're not confident with your ability and you think that they're better than you, then that's a problem. I've interviewed so many entrepreneurs, so many entrepreneurs. And when you interview them, you realize that they're all humans. They've all made so many mistakes. They've all started from nowhere, you know? So not being afraid of making a mistake or two or yeah, like, of course I, I respect them. I see them as like super cool. I want to learn from them. I want to gather information from them, but I think the biggest tip I can give someone who's listening is that, okay, if you know that you're a junior, that's fine. Come with confidence that you are a junior. You're learning from this experience. And I think confidence is really, really strong and not thinking that they're better than you, quote unquote, okay? Because they might have more finances. Guess what? Maybe tomorrow they won't, you know? You never know. Wow. I love it. You mentioned Jack Ma and he has a great clip about this, about what to do in your 20s, what to do in your 30s, 40s, etc. And everybody should go watch it. Google Jack Ma and it, it'll come up. It's a four minute clip or something. And um, it's super interesting. When did you find the confidence or did you always have that confidence to come in and say, it's OK if I make a mistake, but here I am. This is what I know and this is what I'm doing. Ah, uh, great question. I, th I definitely think that, you know, the way you're raised and who stands behind you has a, a role in, in how you're being raised. So I definitely think that that had a very strong impact. Um, you know, get, a, get out of my way. I don't think I can do it all. I'm not good at everything. But you know what? Let me try. I'm not good at it. Okay, maybe it's not my thing. Maybe it is doing podcasts, I by mistake got into it. I did it once, I was super nervous, did again, did again, did again. Now when people come into my, uh, and when I interview them, they say it's the best interview they've ever had. So I think that it's, first of all, learning and, and getting information from, you know, how you were raised, practice. And um, 
Yeah. We're going to have to come back here and get interviewed by Rachel. Yeah. Well, this I, is like, you know. For some experiencing it, it's, it's, it's also one of the best. Um, but um, when you call yourself a serial, a serial networker. Yeah. But it's, it's an interesting, just riffing off of what you, were, what you were talking about as well. You have like, when you network, you sort of, you're sort of all on the, same, on the same page and you want to start from zero where like you and I are, are equal and then let's build from there. Because if one person comes in, you've all, we've all had that when we network and we, and we come in and this person's like, I am this way, I have this finance, I have this car. It's very hard to, uh, to network, to get anywhere. Like what, well, then it's all, what can I do for you? And it's all, so how do you take that confidence? And this is getting granular here, but like how do you take that, that confidence and sort of, or maybe you don't, but this is what I do, but maybe you don't. Uh, how do you take that confidence and, and subdue it in order to have a level playing field and, and uh, start that networking conversation? First of all, I have to say that I generally like people. I find people very, very interesting. And I think even the garbage man has a story. Everyone has a story. Everyone is going through something. Everyone ends in different places. And my biggest strong place to network and be able to connect with humans is find that common um, interest or common, it can be like, hey, you like basketball? Me too. Hey, oh, you're from the States? Oh, where are we from? It's It can be so simple and there's no way that you cannot meet someone and not find something common such as like, you like pizza? Me too. What's your favorite pizza? Whenever I meet people and network, I always try to not jump into like, oh, I need you for this. I need you for this business. It never starts like that. It always starts with a very basic conversation um, of trying to understand, first of all, who's in front of you. Um, and personally, I always like to try finding a common um, subject or hobby or something. And then the second you talk to someone about something that's common, something that they like, you'll see the tone and conversation changing. I've had that a lot, trust me, exactly what you said, where people come very straight up, very like, what do you want from me? Da, da, da. And then you see them coming, uh, changing their attitude. Part of networking, though, is also identifying those individuals who you don't want to waste your time with. That no matter how much you talk to them, they're still going to, the fancy car, the this, who are you, don't even get close to me. And then one of my really strong skills is really reading the room and understanding this person doesn't want to have a conversation. I always end up the conversation very, you know, oh, it was nice to meet you and you move on. It's also knowing when to step away. That's Networking cute. is not going to be a hit with everyone. It could be a hit with 10%. And guess what? If you hit 10%, that's fine. 100%. Wow. Yeah. What would you, what would you say is like a, I'm obviously knowing, obviously knowing when to stop is a key, but how do you facilitate that? Now, how do you take that skill of networking that you've done for yourself and built businesses and built a career from, but now how do you take that and enable entrepreneurs and enable other people to, to network building community? Is that the, that the key? And you can get into the, the details of how do you do that for people? Um, I think I got into community completely by mistake. Um, it's, my whole career path has been starting of one of the most successful startups in Israel, Mobileye, uh, working very closely with the CEO, the co-founder, going public in the New York Stock Exchange and working a lot, having, working for a startup um, in the med tech um, and then having my own startup and then working for City from external innovation, having all that three, like 360 perspective. 
and realizing how much I really generally love helping people. And I think that part of community is also understanding that you don't just build a community. Um, if there's any entrepreneurs or startups listening, you don't just get up and build. There has to be a mission or reason. There has to be passion involved of wanting to create something bigger and better. And it definitely started at uh, Citibank where I was there working and working a lot with entrepreneurs and realizing that they can all benefit from one another. They all have very similar common interests. They all want to build something uh, more better and creating that community of, uh, of com commonality and uh, building something more and better. So the networking doesn't, you know what I always tell people? You're doing business with people, not with companies. You're gonna, st you're gonna work somewhere, you're gonna build all these connections, and then you move. And guess what? When you build real connections, they move with you. The ecosystem is a small ecosystem. So I have to say that with the ecosystem, starting from literally mobile to city to think up, I have great best friends from the ecosystem, starting from networking at events and building, because you have to, don't be a go-getter, be a go-giver. Go be a go-giver. The more you give, the more you network, the more you get, the more people realize that they're able to reach out to you. And this is also how I got my position at ThinkUp, is they realize how much I love helping individuals, creating, creating that commonality, that network, that community where everyone wants to have a common ground. And everyone has different communities for different reasons, but I think the main goal of a community and networking is making sure there's a commonality of, of what are people here for. They have all a similar interest um, and building that. Yeah, we, we talk about community so much, for sure, in podcasting and in, and in the tech community. Yeah. We also speak about it. And we say, like, build community. It's this one of this, you know, catchphrase or cliche, yeah. right? And what you're saying here is that there takes a deep belief that people actually have something to offer. This, what you were saying earlier, your love of, you know, your genuine love of people, just believing in them that you have something beautiful to share and that they want to share and that you can learn from others. And those like those beliefs then allow you to now, OK, you can connect with this person, connect with that person where community doesn't just happen on its own. No, I think that there's a mis very misunderstanding, especially with face Facebook community. Let me open a, a community and oh, it's going to happen. Building a community, there's a lot of strategy, a ton of strategy behind it. What's happening? Who's your target? What are they doing? How are they getting out? And building a community is never easy, never easy. There's a lot of skills that have to come in handy with that. There's a lot of pushing, creating a startup. Um, a start. I even called it a startup for a reason, right? Because it's not just like, let me build a community. Sometimes communities happen by mistake. Also, depending on what type of community. I'm talking more of a business community, okay? Um, and they have to be very much strategized, very much understanding. And at first, it's always a challenge. Creating the first, it's like creating a startup. When you first create, it's, you're always going to have those challenges. Understanding what, what does your audience want? What, what's going what's gonna to keep them? Why do they want to share? Why should they share? How can they share? I can go on for days about it. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's yeah. great stuff. It's um, like Aaron was saying before. I think one of the things that I'm getting from you, two of the things I'm getting from you is, um, first of all, it's a lot about karma, what the world calls karma. You put out a lot of good, put out a lot of help, connect a lot of people. You don't necessarily know when it's going to come back to you, when it's going to help you, whatever. But the connections that you make, if they're real, genuine connections, they stay for the long run. 
And then the other thing, and I think that like we didn't put it into a word, but I think if we, if it, if it's one word, it's being curious, genuinely curious about other people, giving them, like you said, the benefit of the doubt that they're actually doing something here. They want to create it. They have the right reasons to create it and being curious about what it is they're doing and then seeing how you can help them and how the community can help them at large. Yeah. There's definitely has to be a mission. And um, I think that even on a business level, also if you're creating for a business level, um, decide to create a community, you definitely need to hire someone who's super passionate about it, who knows, uh, who's super passionate about what the, the startup is doing, what the company is doing, what the community is doing, because it's not going to be easy. It's not easy, easy at all. And there's going to be ways of understanding that you're not there for you. You're there for the people. So if they're not benefiting or not getting, or it's not hitting the right target, then you have to pivot. And that's fine, by the way. When we created the community, the, net, the network at ThinkUp, it was a constant learning curve. And that's completely, completely fine. It's just get out there, talk with the community, understand what they want, how can everyone benefit? Because there, there always has to be a win-win. I think that if you're in a community and there's always, always giving, which I'm saying always give as a general, this is who I am as an individual, not everyone always wants to do that or feels the same way I feel. But I think when creating and building, it's always building, there has to be a win-win situation. They're there to receive something. They're there to get something. There always has to be a way where everyone is coherent and and giving to one another. And usually the community is, or the one who's building in the strategy, community manager, has to make sure that's happening. You know, putting all the strings, making those things happen, whether by events, by connections, by, you know, pulling the strings around. Interesting. That is a beautiful analogy to like a puppet master. Do you ever feel left out because you're behind the scenes and you don't necessarily get the credit when something happens? Definitely. 100%. (laughs) I will have to happily say that I've got a lot of people, uh, positions and jobs and um, connected a lot of individuals, us on a business level. Um, I generally think that if it does happen, I think anyone who helps anything, anyone, I never expect it ever that they should, you know, should do something nice or get you something or just out of, as of, it doesn't have to be for anything, but I definitely think that it does happen, but guess what? I don't do it to receive something. I don't do, oh, like they're going to owe me. I'm generally happy when people find positions and guess what? They, because I've been doing it so much and being even behind the scenes, I get messages all the time about people who are more discreet, more private, need help more on a quiet level, who don't feel comfortable sharing on the outside, where LinkedIn can sometimes look as fluff or they're working in different places. So you end up getting a lot of traction towards you that even though you're behind the scenes, everyone knows that you're the one pulling, you know, helping. So it's weird to talk about it. You know, it's really weird to talk about it because I really never expect anything from anyone. And I generally really, really, really love to help. And it's so nice to see when it actually happens. When you see things, when you build and you see things happening, you're like, okay, great. I'm doing something good. (laughs) That's beautiful. And I think all the listeners, um, all two of you, um, or 2000 or 2 million, um, you should listen to what Rachel just said she doesn't expect to get anything, but when she and then when she gets something, recognition or a nice gesture, a, a note, bottle of wine, whiskey, whatever it is, then that's 
a good feeling. It's definitely a good feeling that gives them, I would say, gives them even like a point like, oh, that was nice. You know, they don't just take it as an as an advantage, which I've had people do who were like, find me a job. And I'm like, hi, what's like, how are you? Like, it's been a while. We haven't spoken like 10 years. You know, that's also super important to understand that when you're networking and communicating with people, know your place. You know, you don't just approach someone and say, hey, I need this and this. How are you doing? You check their LinkedIn. What have they been up to? Um, it's great seeing you. Da, da, da. And then, hey, is there a way? Can you, I would love to pick your advice and stuff like that. Um, because guess what? It's so surprising, but I get the rudest messages when they want help for me. And I'm like, you want help for me and this is how you're messaging me? Uh-uh, I'm sorry. So pro tip. If you're going to message Rachel <laughs> for a job, do it nicely. Be or nice. for anything. Now, exactly. Now, besides for that, if you are in a position to help other people from behind the scenes, don't expect anything in return. Keep your expectations low or non-existent. And then when you do get something, you will be pleasantly surprised. And um, yeah, it's a it's it's a super interesting topic. I'm sure that you can relay because you're also very much a networker, and you guys love, um, you know, and it's a yeah, and it's surprising how I I don't like to judge because sometimes you know you're like they don't know better or they maybe their skills are not as developed. So sometimes I try to remind myself, you know, maybe it's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Yeah. We want people to get skills. And, and it could be skills in knowing how to send a decent message, asking for help. And it could be skills on LinkedIn. Hey, there's ChatGPT. Right after ChatGPT, no excuse. Zero. Don't zero. Don't send me a message <laughs> from ChatGPT. Send me a voice note. Yeah. It, it gets super granular too. Like when you think about how people reach out to you the first time or ask you for a connection request, let's say on LinkedIn, just because my head's there. But it's like, what, are, what do they want from you? What are they asking for you? And a lot of times, like, why are you looking at my profile? Because it's LinkedIn. Yeah. And that's what we do. And then, but that that sets the tone for the rest of the relationship, unless you can change it. Yeah. But like that, how you reach out to somebody the first time oh is my God. so key. First impressions, key, key, are so important. Even online. Even Like online. even on DM, we're talking about like on LinkedIn, but it, that's key. So going back to if... If everybody was actually listening, so reading in between the lines of what Rachel was saying here, this is gold, by the way. This is real, real gold. And think about it. She's helping other people from behind the scenes. How do you help people on LinkedIn? Show up for their content. Give them a like. Comment. If you actually want to engage with a person, comment on their stuff before you connect. Mm -hmm. Give them value. I always say that Likes and comments are currency yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. So you're literally going and handing out dollars yeah. or shekels or Zimbabwe dollars. doesn't matter. But you're giving out money. And then when you do connect, people have good feelings towards you. Yeah. Because you went to help them. Mm-hmm. But you don't, don't have to be exactly, and I love what you're saying, because you don't have to be skilled. You don't have to be this, you know, talking about starting let's say as a junior you just entered you don't know anything it doesn't take much you know it really doesn't take much and it's as simple as constantly showing up to that individual's content and then when you reach out to them i know for a fact because i used to try helping everyone and when you 
do so much, you realize that at some point you have to start, um, unfortunately, seeing who you can help and who you can and really managing your time better. Taking care of yourself. Right? Yeah, exactly. Taking care of yourself. So it's you. I know for a fact that there's a lot of individuals who reach out to me. And unfortunately, I don't help. I, can't, I don't. I, I don't have the time of day. I don't know who they are, you know, and I just let it go because I need to time, time management. I have other responsibilities and other things. But there are definitely individuals who have done exactly what you said. And when they messaged me, I, I can did. tell you that's true. You are definitely one of them. That is true. You are definitely one of them, 100%. That when they reach out to me, I was like, okay, I recognize this person. They've been following me for a while. I will 100% give them the time of day. 100%. Cool. It's... Bottom line, it's really about people think mostly about themselves. And when you want to help, what it's you gen want. Generous, mostly. Mostly. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but when you want somebody else to come into your circle of influence, think about how you can help them. Yeah. And then um, we want to do a couple of questions at the end and uh, we want to get this, uh, get this going. So. What is the most important skill to have when communicating? The, um, the most important skill, I think, um, I'm really good at reading people. And I think it's definitely... What am I thinking right now? Uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely a skill. I won't say that everyone has it. To me, I never... I thought everyone has it because I didn't realize that it's a skill that not everyone has it. And I think that uh, communicating, uh, you definitely need to develop the skill of knowing when to continue, when to stop, how to stop and when to say things and when not to say things. You know, um, are you at a wedding? Is now the time to network? Maybe not. You know, maybe, maybe let's get the number and then sit for coffee. You know, I'm not saying yes or no, but it's understanding and reading the room of when I do things and how I do it um, and, and who I do it with, meaning, do I go straight to an individual? And I can tell you, I've I've played some ball moves, you know, in some places, and just to see if it works or it doesn't work, because I know that um, um, the CEO of Facebook here in Israel, when she, when I saw her, and I knew if I was going to try getting to her personal assistant, I'm never going to meet with her. So when she was at an event after she stopped spoke, uh, she spoke, and she was at a woman empowerment event. I went over to her and told her, hey, I have a nonprofit organization for women empowerment. I would love to connect with you. I have I need help in this and this and this. And I knew that she just finished talking about woman empowerment. And I knew to bring up woman empowerment, although I do a thousand other things, to make sure that I'm able to grab her at exactly the right point of where she is and and get and be able to have a conversation with her. So it's definitely understanding the situation, when, who, and how. And it, it, it's very crucial, I think, that, and people can de definitely develop this skill, I think, that reading the room, how and what. All right. And this one might be harder, um, or if you need to take a minute and just think about it, but what are three people that you follow on LinkedIn that, to help you get better at what you do, be it communicating, be it networking, being personal development, uh, be a business? That's a great, great question. And I'm trying to think who are, you know, three people top, top, we're talking about community. So I think I'm going to bring, I will bring up any, those three individuals who are very much related to community. 
And we'll start with Nas Daily. I've had the pleasure of, of talking with him, meeting with him, and really understanding. And I think that when you follow Nas Daily, you understand that where it came from, how he built a community. He even now built an actual platform for communities um, and really better understanding. There's a lot of psychology and understanding human behavior when it comes to that. Um, he's definitely one of the people. Michael Burge is actually, he's in charge of uh, startups community at AWS. He actually just posted a uh, LinkedIn post talking about LinkedIn post. And here, I'm going to give you a classic example for previous ones. He posted a picture of him in Tel Aviv. I'm coming to Tel Aviv conference startups. And I would love to meet um, and talking about startups. And I didn't know him in advance. I wasn't even following him. The algorithm popped up. Someone liked it. And I wrote, hey, we're building, uh, welcome to Israel, da, da, da. We're building a platform for the entrepreneurial journey focused on startups. And I knew these few words will very much focus on what he wants. He then sent me a personal message and we went back and forth. And guess what? He came to our offices. I interviewed him about community. He gave me as a present his book, which is, you guys should all check it out. It's called Community in a Box. He's the author of Community in a Box. And I really had the pleasure to meet him, talk to him about community, to, and be able to interview him and also gain insight from him. So this is how we talk. This is how I gave him the platform of podcasts to talk about his expertise. And then he was able to share his expertise and knowledge with community. So he's definitely an individual who, first of all, he has a great book. And as an example, a classic example, real story, this happened a month ago. So as you have that. And I think the last person I would say is Hila Bakshi. She's the one who started Hamita Pistiot. Um, and we met when she just first, first, first started the whole community, which is was a real issue in the Israeli tech ecosystem where on the meetups, there were so many meetups, but most of them were males. And obviously there's some differences between males and females. And sometimes females might not feel comfortable or as comfortable. And she was trying to promote more females to show up to, to meetups together. So there was a very strong connection of what she was doing. And she built a community of trying uh, she didn't only try, she absolutely succeeded to promote more women within the meetups in Israel and events in Israel and is now doing so much more. But she started with a very core, strong mission. And it's it, it's been absolutely amazing. I love watching her and following her in terms of the community. But you can see the passion. It's almost like a startup. You talk to a startup founder, you can see their passion, if they're passionate about it, what drives them. You know, you have to have, it's not easy. There's definitely passion behind, uh, you know, creating a community and what you're doing. I love it. Last 10 seconds of just wisdom, most focused things that you could tell somebody who is on LinkedIn, off LinkedIn, on their journey? Uh, I need to think about that, but I would say there's always opportunities. You never, who's, you never know who's standing in front of you. I look quite small. I actually look young for my age. So people very often mistake me for who I am and what I, and what I know and my knowledge. And it's very surprising. I sometimes have people completely not give me the time of day. And then when they learned what I was doing, then come back to me. And I was like, mm -mm, 
you've burnt your bridge. So I think the strongest message is you never know who you're standing in front of. You never know their connections they may have. You never know what may happen. You might end up, you know, working for their uncle for you never know. Treat everyone with absolute respect. Um, learn their story. And I'm not saying waste your time. Sometimes it's as just as kind as, hey, I can't help you. It's a pleasure wishing you good luck. Bye, you know. And um, you never know who's standing in front of you, how they can actually help you. Don't estimate the power of the individual in front of you. Love it. And I think that was, that's it. And that was an amazing, um, amazing episode. Thank you, Rachel, Fabian, Edelman for coming on for this episode of The Art of Conversation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, guys. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Art of the Conversation, where we're having conversations about having conversations. What tips, tricks, what works, and what doesn't work. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode. And in the show notes, you're going to see a link to our LinkedIn post, Please go and join us in the conversation. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Feel free. Offer some other things we should talk about. Join the conversation. 